Greetings, Shay's Heart fam. Love and light. Take that, take that, take that good energy. I hope that your day is well. I know that it's cold outside. I know that the way life is happening is cold and it seems it seems as if there's no help or hope in sight some days. Some days you roll out of bed feeling energized, ready to take on the world. Other days you feel like crap. Everything in your body is popping, your knees popping, your neck popping, you have a crook in your neck, your shoulders popping, your feet hurt. Sometimes it's like that. But I want to encourage you to get up, stretch a little bit, get in the shower, cook you some breakfast, turn on some good music, turn on some Bart Marley, turn on some Don't Worry, Be Happy, turn on some motivational videos, something that's going to get you in a good mood. Sometimes this getting up and getting on social media is not a good thing at all. So I would just challenge you to do something different today. Wake up, pray, meditate, write in your journal. I need to write in my journal, but still, we need to do better. And just change up your habits because your habits eventually become who you are and what you would do and how it would affect your life. But just change your habits, change how you see things, and change up your regimen if you need. But whatever you need to do, just do it, all right? Now on to the actual segment. Have any have anyone here ever purchased a car? I mean, any car. Well, if you have, I'm sure that you are familiar with it, with the check engine light. Don't don't those check engine lights really just frustrate the hell out of you? You just want to just tear out the whole system. And it doesn't matter what you fix on a car. It's always the check engine light. And I think that just like our relationships, we have a check engine light. Some maintenance needs to be done. We have constant maintenance that needs to be done on our relationship, just like our car. Or cars. Because you have more than one car, that's a whole nother level of problems that you don't want to have because one car is okay and the other car needs this and trust me i've had on my third car and i know this one is a bit of a hoopty and I, actually i take it back i've had two hoopties my first car was a hoopty it was a 2001 bugle saber white that baby was sweet it had the leather blue blue seats smooth riding car Guess what happened, y'all? Somebody hit me on the left, and the door, I think it's like the back door left, and they had to savage it. So, yeah, my Betty Boop, I miss her. Second car, 2005, blue Toyota Corolla. That baby was sweet, drove, I mean, no issues, tinted windows. <laughs> the seats were easy to clean. I promise you, I didn't have to do much to that car. I took care of her. I took care of her. That's a that's a sister. That's one of her sisters. And I was like, okay, you know. But she just stopped working. And I had to sell her for $800. 
and the eight hundred dollars I sold got me this one. And this one I got literally I have a two thousand one gray Pontiac Bunnyville. Bunnyville, I think I'm saying it right. And she is sweet as well. I've just had to just change the brake pads. Now this baby right here, she came from the Savage Yard. Someone drove around for like a month and it's a little rust. I mean, she, you know, she a little pick me up. She's like my second hoopty. My second car was just fine. But I promise you, like, she had a little bumper issue going on in the bumper dragging. I'm going down the highways and, and it sounded like this big old metal sound in the back. I'm like, I'm just going to go on, take this. I ain't going off. It's better without a bumper. So I have a car without a bumper, yes. But she is awesome. The horn don't work. The air and the heat don't work. But I can play DVDs. I mean, she give me from A to A to Z and, and more. She gets me to she gets me to the moon and back. So I'm I'm saying all this to say, sis been through some cars, okay? I, I've made some okay choices with cars. I just have one. I just didn't go out and buy them just because I need a vehicle. But I was just very careful. I never had a note. Maybe I need a note. Don't know. <laughs> so hopefully the next car will be it. <laughs> but I can say, coming from being totally dependent on my ex-husband and being a like a thousand, an eight-year, thousand cent in that marriage spouse to a civilian to now you know just being happily divorced i can say i'm proud to say that i own a couple hoopties and had to live with people and you know going through the roughs and toughs of life i'm i'm proud i'm i'm, I'm, I'm grateful for my journey but i want to just i use that illustration about the cars because cars go through a lot they get us where we need to go and i think sometimes we don't appreciate them we have to maintain our cars. We have to. And we're going to need the oil change. We're going to need to make sure our tires are fine. We're going to have to buy the tools that we need. I don't know if anyone is skilled enough or knows a mechanic. My dad was a mechanic, so I learned about cars very early. I was more into reading in a little bit of time boys and school and everything i really didn't care about cars but my dad taught me i'll always maintain your car because if you maintain your car it's going to get you where you need to get it's going to get you where you need to go because when you don't have a vehicle it, it can get pretty hard and i've seen those days i've had to take the uber and i don't like lyft because it's a little more expensive but having to take the bus and Having to be where it's raining and snowing and sleeting outside, waiting for the bus with my daughters. I've been through all that. And I, I personally, I'm big on maintenance. That's the reason why when it comes to that car, I'm getting oil changed. I'm getting, hell, I get all new tires if I need to. I if, Even if I have to wait till my income tax, wait till I get a lot of money, I'm going to get some new tires. You know, I'm going to get something that's, even if it's a used tire, I'm going to get, make sure the used tire look good as new. Make sure that they double check it before I buy it. 
and I've spent almost $300 on four tires. That's decent. And the car's still fine. So all I'm saying is, so I've been through some cars. And these cars have taught me a lot about maintenance. I've spoken on, you know, self-care and all the, all these other things. They're still important. But relationships need maintenance, too. They do. Because just like that check engine light goes off or it's on an hour. Carton really may frustrate the crap out of some of us. But it's a reminder that we need to be aware. We need to be more cognizant that our relationship or some some things that's in it needs to be paid attention. What areas are blinking? What areas are, you know, you, you it's showing signs of de- decline or delays or that maybe it's, it's smaller, minor things. And I'm no mechanic, but I can say I fixed on my car enough and I've seen my uncles and my dad and, and, you know, I've had enough mechanics around, you know, in my life to know what is, what isn't. If some smell a certain way or, you know, what, you know, how you need to make sure you have the brake fluid and everything and how plugs go to something and the car's like one big computer. I know enough about cars why I can't be fooled, okay? But if you ignore something long enough, if you don't get to the root of why that car is messing up or why that relationship is not being maintained, what's going to happen is it will feel, it will just stop working. And you don't know why. One day your partner just stopped talking to you. The sex just stops. Text messages, the sweet, the sweet, nothing's in your ear stops. The getting dressed up or getting giddy about dressing up or going out stops. You become familiar with one another. You stop trying. You stop being romantic. And some people feel as if in a dating stage, it's just when you put put your best foot forward. But once you get married, you need to stop that. No. It's a constant maintenance. It's a constant reminder that you have to be you know, that man, that woman, that boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever you want to call that person, that woman or man, to that person. You have to still be compassionate and and touch them and love on them and let them know how fine they are, how sexy they are, how they still light your fire. And that, and that's something that I think that some people kind of shy away from over time. And, of course, you're going to get comfortable with one another. But there should be some level of growth, and that's the maintenance. And one of the things that will require maintenance is communication. Communication is a two-way street. What if it should be more than one person that's just doing this particular thing? And I think some people sometimes people get too lazy. Well, you always do this thing. Well, why don't you do it? What if I'm not feeling like it today? What if I'm not on my A game? You know, can you pick it? Can you do that thing that I usually do? Can you try? 
and it's the communication. If the, communi- if the communication not where it needs to be, it will ruin the relationship. It will most definitely ruin the relationship. The second thing that would require maintenance is keeping the fire going. You need to make sure you have passion and spice and, and vitality in your relationship. Your relationship is not dead. It's not like your favorite show and once you watch all the seasons, then it's burnt out. Don't allow life, your things you're going through or things to burn out your relationship. Keep that fire. Keep those things burning. Keep those things going because it's going to revitalize or, or resuscitate your relationship. Flirting one another, letting each other know what's going on. Those things are very important. And last but not least, once you've captured that back, you're going to have to make sure your relationship is grounded. In something. Let it be close. Let it be the closest to God that exists. You're gonna have to be grounded spiritually in order for a relationship to stand. Point blank period. And I think sometimes we forget how important how important the other person is. Showing them appreciation being compassionate towards them, you know, showing sexual interest, being an initiator, you know, wearing that sexy outfit, smiling at one another. You stop, once you stop smiling at one another, don't you know how that can deteriorate your relationship, how they can mess up a relationship? When when was the last time you smiled at the person that you're supposed to love? Hmm. Have you smiled at them today? Have you complimented them today? Have you said have you have you told them those words of validation that they need to hear? Are you speaking their love language? Are you speaking their sex their sexual language? Are you are you striving to still get them? Even after years and years or months and months or however long, or even weeks of getting to know them. Now, if it's just weeks, that's too soon, but I'm talking about like months and months and months and years. But, I mean, to each his own, but I just really wholeheartedly want us to be careful about those red flags and those green flags and all the flags and colors and all the sounds and the smells and things that may permeate our relationship. Those things that may cover and surround us, but we don't we we don't know about those things. When was the last time you had a deep conversation and let them know I appreciate you for all you you do. I I love you for who you are, and sometimes guys don't hear it enough. Sometimes. A guy will have to do something in order to receive that love. And that's the flaw. That's the 
that's where we fall short as women, as you know, as humans, because we think men are just always these supermen and they always strong. No, they need to know that they can be weak around you. They need to know that they are loved and and even vice versa. It needs to be a, a happy balance there of accountability. But smile today at your partner. Let them know that you love them and that you find them attractive. Even when they don't get the haircut, even when they don't, they're not shaped, shaped up. They don't have the beard and everything shaped up. Or a woman is not, her hair is not together. Maybe her skin is not where she wanted to be. Maybe her weight is up and down. See, we have to enjoy the season relationships as well, or the seasons we've surpassed in our relationships even with yourself, especially with yourself. And if you're in a relationship, double that because it's the the, the seasons, up, up and down seasons with yourself, that person, quadruple that. I mean, I mean, triple that. You, that person, in the whole relationship. So when it comes down to life and love and all that good stuff and marriage and children and who <laughs> you'll have some days where you where you're literally going to sleep in different rooms and you're not going to talk to each other for days. You're going to have those days and the secret is getting through it. Not going to bed angry, whether whether or not you're in the same house or not, and even for those couples that's living together. You know, seeing your partner with fresh eyes, you know, flirt out in public like you don't know one another, like you didn't wake up next to one another. Because when you wake up next to one another, it's a different level of comfort and and that being familiar with one another. You know, act as if they the sexy thing alive. Not saying act, I'm saying like not pretend. I don't want to get on trouble here. No, like know that they are the sexy thing alive. Like literally feel it. Be in the present moment. Know that. Not act like, you know, don't pretend. Be with someone that you're attracted to. But most definitely I want to uplift in the relationship. And I pray that whatever the enemy is operating in your relationship, I want to, I want to remind you that the enemy operates in those little quicks and nannies and those misunderstandings and those things that, those small things, those small misunderstandings that we don't discuss, those things that we keep in our back pocket for that really, really bad argument so we have something, a really good comeback. And every couple have them. You're keeping this this information. You're, not, you're purposely holding on to this because just in case that person messes up, just in case that person ends up going left with you, you have receipts. And the receipts that we have, I think we let go of these. Go of that. Yeah, you remember you did that? Like, people start remembering stuff you did. You don't remember. You're like, what? <laughs> and and it's a way of having a backup plan. And these little receipts of disagreements, things they did, things they said, behaviors, all that. Let go of the receipts. Tear them up. Burn them up. Having receipts in a relationship is petty as hell. Why do you have receipts? Huh? Even I throw away my receipts. I don't need them. 
I see what I need to do and then let it be what it is. But those receipts and holding grudges and not letting stuff go and holding on to what they did in the past, those things were terrible relationships. You wondering why y'all don't talk, why y'all don't smile. When was the last time you rubbed your rub your spouse's shoulders and knees and gave them a great massage? Do you understand? Exactly. And I think that over time, people really need to understand the power of influence that the person have over them. Indirectly, indirectly. So today, whatever problem, whatever thing, things that may have been lingering, talk about it. Face it today. Don't allow fear or the or the fear of argument to get in the way of that. Because everything needs maintenance, just like a car. Your relationship needs maintenance. You need maintenance. Our mind, our minds constant. You know, fix that thought. And what if there was like some type of app or something to actually identify the things that's going on in in your relationship? Would you like download it? Well, we do. We have God. God is like that red engine light to remind us. Or maybe it's that argument. Maybe it's that holding back or that silence or the person shutting down. Someone shutting down is a big, 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 big check engine light. It's things that we ignore. We don't pay attention to them anymore. But I want to speak life and love and peace and reassurance that these days are going to get better. And those cricket, those crazy days, won't matter because you're going to have better days. You're going to have more good days than bad days. You're going to have ups and downs in your relationship. Let's know that arguments are going to happen. But pick up, pick yourself up, pick up the pieces and see if they can fit together. They still can fit together. You still can be friends. You still can laugh. You still can come back. You can check one another and tickle one another and Loving one another and just do stuff that you don't like. And this this is how you know a relationship is still going to work. If that person don't like soccer or or that person don't like something, you know, like, for example, I don't like sports. But I'm willing to look at sports because my partner likes sports. I like art. He may not like art like that. He may not like the things I like, but he might he may not drink smoothies, but I do. So he supports me in that. So it's just showing that support. Even though if it's something you don't like originally, you end up taking on certain things that they're doing. But it's still about maintenance and checking those things. And, you know, even having having female and male friends can be a check engine light. Because it, or having outside sources of warning people about your relationship. That's giving you bad advice can be a check engine light. You know, just this, those things can really ruin a relationship. And I pray and I hope that if you are in a place where it's too many check engine lights and 
you are just over it, you about to buy a new car, take it to the shop. Let somebody else, like, put their relationship to somebody else's hands that's capable of diagnosing it right. Just like a scanner. It's like a little tool in a car. You can plug it up. It'll tell you, like, the codes and tell you what's going on in a car, what you need to pay attention to. And it's God is that scanner. God can fix any relationship. Because, see, God knows you. God knows that person. God knows where the problem is. God has already solved the problem. So if you take it to that mechanic or just let that car stay in the shop, that car is going to come back brand spanking new as if it has no mileage on there. So I get it. Some relationships have more mileage than others. I'm not the biggest car person, but I know a little bit about cars. So if you don't like cars and not getting these analogies, then live a little bit. But just know that God is the glue to every relationship. However you see God, whatever conscious mind you have of God, please hold on to it. But my heart is filled with delight knowing that this segment is talking about something that people talk about on Pillow Talk, doing Pillow Talk, doing Netflix. Because you can Netflix and not chill, but just all that good stuff. But I love you in... I want you, you two to work. I want your relationship to work. And I hope you want the same thing. So let's work on those things. Enjoy the journey with your partner instead of trying to find a destination. And let's stay prayed up. But anyways, remember that God is the glue to your relationship. And it's daily maintenance. It won't be easy. It's not meant to be. Relationship brings out the best and worst in us, so if it's worth it, stick through it. I love you, and hope someone said that actually resonated. If it didn't, just pass the message on to somebody else. But thanks for listening, and remember, out of the heart flows the issues of life. Chase heart.